it's not unlike just having bread and starting with bread and making what a sandwich a burger uh, you know as far as sandwiches go are you gonna make a ham and cheese are you gonna make a banh mi are you gonna make a cheeseburger and I think that poutine is, is potentially that next sort of thing for several nights of any given week for the last 18 months you could find poutine machine somewhere around Tamaki Makoto, Auckland a specialty poutine food truck specializing in New Zealand grown and skin on fries homemade gravy authentic squeaky proper cheese curds and all the fixins poutine machine is the child of an old friend of mine who it's been great to catch up with since arriving back after eight years and so this week I headed up to Churley's, the brew pub for Behemoth, at 1A Charles Street, just off the top of Dominion Road. What follows is a quick chat with Nathan from the kitchen of Churley's, where Poutine Machine was taken over for the night, as the owners, Andrew and Hannah, were out at Titarangi, opening a new venue. So enjoy this quick look at Poutine Machine and what it sounds like on a busy night at Churley's. For those of you playing quiz night tonight, hi, I'm Raj, just uh, checking in again. Feel free to hand me in and go out as soon as you've done so. We'll get started, hopefully sharp at 7 o'clock. Thanks so much for coming. All right. So I've been away for eight years and just got back a few months ago. And, and Nathan, I knew of you as a psychotherapist. Psychologist, not, not psychotherapist. What happened in between? So what is Poutine Machine? Uh, Poutine Machine is the product of, of my long-time desire to start a, a, a food business. It just came to us one day that it would be a much uh, cleverer idea to start a mobile food business rather than to try and, and settle down in a brick-and-mortar location and we could try and get out to all the events that are all over Auckland and, and uh, get out there and enjoy some sun. So P Poutine would be perfect for that. And I've got so many questions about the product and how it's kind of gone since you decided on Poutine. and poutine machine, but what was your previous experience in hospitality and the culinary side? I spent uh, quite a few years working in food and, and hospo back in Canada, several different um, kitchens and pubs and, and one casino, meanwhile working towards my undergrad in psychology. And then when I moved over here to New Zealand to do my PhD, I, I stepped out of the kitchen for those years and it's, uh, it's good to be back. Am I remembering the town names, right? You were in Kamloops, was it Kelowna? Kelowna and Vernon. How far away is Kamloops? Uh, just a couple hours. Just a few fires away nowadays. So you were over here and what was your kind of impression of the New Zealand hospitality scene after what you'd experienced in, in BC? Um, I think in a word to sum it up, different, um, but in a, in a really fascinating and cool way. Um, so of course, New Zealand not being a tipping culture, I think everybody is happier for that to be the case. Um, absolutely, including myself. Staff as well, you, you personally preferred it, that like, you, you know what you're paying for, you get what you pay for. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly it. You, you, you get what you pay for, you get what you order, and, uh, and it's better for the working, uh, the workers behind Predictability. The yeah, it, it, they're not there to uh, put on a phony smile and stuff, they're there to actually do the job and engage with people in that sense rather than, rather than putting on a show. Because most people here associate that much more with America and the tipping culture, but is that ubiquitous in Canada as well? 
Yeah, tipping culture is is quite big in Canada, so um, I'm not sure that it's in every province. I, I'm pretty sure that it is, but uh, in British Columbia, at least, quite often that a server would be paid minimum wage and then get some tips on top of that. Meanwhile, kitchen staff is paid a, a much healthier hourly rate, and then usually get some sort of small um, koha from the from the serving staff at the end of the night. So was it straight into your own place over here, or was it a brief stint in New Zealand hospitality in other venues? No, it was straight into academia, and then back to Canada for a few years, where I did off and on back in hospital, actually, just to make ends meet. <laughs> and then and then when we moved back here, it was back to academia, and, uh, and then now here we are. Poutine Machine, how old is it now, and how did it get started? What were the early days like? Uh, Poutine Machine is one and a half years now. My partner and I just noticed that, you know, there is no mobile poutine and it's not so easy necessarily to find a, a, a good poutine around the city. Um, that's a little bit less true now. Um, it's, it's popping up here and there and some really tasty uh, spots, so that's really awesome to see. Um, but we're still quite happy to be the sort of only poutine truck out there in the wilds. Um, and as a poutine-specific business, we do like to experiment with what we offer on top of our poutine. Um, so you might hear some traditionalists say that you shouldn't put anything on poutine, but I heartily disagree um, because that simply isn't how cuisine works, nor has it ever been how cuisine works. So you don't find... don't tell the French that. Uh, I think that a lot of French Canadians would be inclined to agree because some of the most popular poutine in Montreal would, uh, would include something like uh, poutine gratin. Uh, I should cut out my horrible pronunciation of that. <laughs> but would be poutine that, that has um, things like uh, cheddar baked on top and uh, Montreal smoked meats and fried beef and peas and, and all sorts of, of full-on meal type poutine. Whereas, you know, other purists would rather it be just fries, cheese and gravy, which is delicious, of course. But it needn't be limited. I can't think of another, I mean, other something like nachos or like something that in the last sort of 10 or 20 years has made the jump from bar snack or you know, snack to meal. And it sounds like poutine's kind of getting to that stage now where it's like something you can order as a main. So, of course, it, it absolutely started as that, that late night food, uh, very regional to Quebec and, and Montreal and surrounding areas and then grew to the larger Quebec province, only slightly more recently uh, escaping into the, the broader um, Anglophone bit of Canada, where it's, it's really only recently been adopted and co-opted as, as that sort of unofficial dish of Canada, which is very unofficial, to say the least. So the fact that the Poutine Machine logo can be, you know, a, a maple leaf in plaid in the classic red and black lumberjack pattern for that combination to make any sense is actually quite recent. Yeah, exactly. So um, while you can now find poutine in, in anywhere in Canada, in McDonald's, uh, you know, any small... Oh, McPoutine? Absolutely. It's, uh, they even use real cheese curds, which is, you know, that's uh, really all it comes down to is that fries, gravy, and real cheese curds. So it's, it's as authentic as you, as you would like. I've been hooked on this YouTube chef lately. He does a series called But Better, where he, like, remakes fast food at home amazingly. And I, I want to see you make... McDonald's poutine your way. Nobody can beat the McDonald's shoestring fries, though. Oh. You know? Well, as far as shoestring fries, we don't use shoestring fries because they don't hold enough gravy. Mm. So, 
when you want that big hit of gravy, you don't want a shoestring fry, no. Not a surface area, that's just, it's... <laughs> it just runs right off. Are you sure you didn't do engineering? <laughs> oh, I'm not nearly clever enough for that. So what are we about to do? Uh, just to drop a, a plain old basket of fries. This looks like a basket like you get in yeah, any takeaway shop in New Zealand. Yeah, that's all it starts with, men. That's all and the starts. magic happens. Yeah, exactly, this is just the base. You gotta get a base. You know, that's a really good point about like routine being becoming more like a meal rather than a, a snack. And I think that's where I find it's the most comical and, and wrong-headed that people think you shouldn't put things on top of it because it's like, okay, well, you can have a meal of just fries and cheese and gravy, but other people want, you know, actual like nutrients. The idea of putting peas on is quite interesting. I would never have thought of that. So I think it's a fairly common one in Eastern uh, Canada, like in the Maritimes. Like a nice dinner poutine with, with uh, ground beef and peas and carrots and the whole whole nine yards, really. Sounds like a shepherd's pie, yeah, a cottage exactly, pie. Yeah. Exactly, a cottage pie poutine, which we have done before in the truck as well. We did proper shepherd's pie with lamb mince and, and it was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a real kind of remixer's dream dish then. Like, uh, it was a big thing in, in Melbourne in the last few years, the, the HSP, the halal snack pack. Right, yeah, yeah. And like that just sure. became, you know, like the Italian snack packs, like mozzarella and like pizza mm. toppings on mm. chips. And, you know, as you have a bed of chips, that's a versatile bed. It's like it's not unlike just having bread and starting with bread and making what? A sandwich, a burger, uh, you know, as far as sandwiches go, are you going to make a ham and cheese? Are you going to make a banh mi? Are you going to make a cheeseburger? Yeah. And I think that poutine is, is potentially that next sort of thing, um, which is, it's funny to say because, I mean, people have been putting stuff on fries for ever, since fries were invented. You know, to be perfectly frank, think people have been putting things on top of poutine since poutine was invented as well. <laughs> is it a good moment to be like a kind of traditionally Canadian associated food? Like Canada's got some cultural clout even in the culinary space. Um, I mean, that's a, it's a, that's a tricky topic at the moment, to be honest, because there's some really, really dark parts of Canada's history coming to light right now. It's not an amazing time to be, you know, waving the flag and, and to be very patriotic and all, but at the same time, it is it is encouraging to see how these issues are being met head on and investigations are being opened and it's not being swept under the rug anymore. Thank you for opening that page. So, of course, we were supposed to, Poutine Machine was supposed to have a Canada Day celebration at at Urbanot Brewing uh, on Canada Day, but I had to postpone that because my, my daughter ended up being born like three days beforehand. But at the same time, it was a sort of load off the shoulders to not have to have that celebration when many places in Canada weren't having that celebration, yeah. uh, and rightfully so. So what's next? What, what do you have to do now? I'm waiting for my home fried potatoes. Finished roasting, they're doing really well. You can see how crispy mm -hmm. they're getting in there. They've been tossed in a healthy, quote unquote, amount <laughs> of duck fat. By so, healthy, we of course mean generous. Please do not take this as health advice. <laughs> the owner, uh, Andrew Childs, had one earlier and was a big fan. Yeah, are they really sad they're missing out tonight because they've had to leave for their other location? They already ate, man. <laughs> they already ate. They're good to Carbo go. Carbo loaded. They're good to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The long drive to Titarangi. <laughs> so we're based pretty locally just off Dominion Road, so uh, we absolutely love coming to locations in the Fringe District, Kingslands, uh, Mount Eden, Sandringham, 
because um, uh, it, it's where, for one, it feels like home, and for two, it's a very short drive from home. So that does not hurt as a mobile trader yeah. at the end of a long, long serving session, a long night. Yeah, man, gas, <laughs> gas is expensive. And there's a lot of uh, appreciation for food trucks in these neighborhoods as well. Not just, of course, with, with uh, the university student crowd, but just uh, young families and, and, I mean, everybody who can't enjoy coming out for a, a really interesting sort of variety from a, ver a couple of food trucks that are, uh, you know, specializing in their one, one or two things and making it absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. As a young father yourself, like, you know, in five or six years down the line, can you imagine, you know, the joy of sitting down at a, a sit-down restaurant experience with your young daughter or... The let's go to a food truck park where there's a bunch of food you can run around like a maniac yeah. and not cause a scene. Yeah, I think that um, the long-standing hospitality part of my uh, existence is suggesting don't take a baby to a restaurant. So I think yeah, the food truck outdoor vibe is is much friendlier. Although more people uh, to to you know for the young one to be underfoot of. So I guess there's there's trade-offs. Yeah. <laughs> for the menu tonight. Um, it is a sort of selection of internationally inspired flavors. Um, just things that I wouldn't necessarily normally do in the truck, but um, that I think sound really nice uh, and, and just generally kind of interesting. So off the top, we do have the Montreal, which is just your, your standard run-of-the-mill poutine, very classic. Everybody loves it. Uh, the OG poutine. Yeah, it's the goat. Yeah. <laughs> under that, we've got the Vancouver, so head into the West Coast, best coasts. Um, it's toast. <laughs> it's topped with um, we got smoky maple bacon, which I make uh, from scratch, uh, and some nice tangy jalapeno. So it's just something that I, uh, being from the West Coast, just think is uh, a really awesome thing to put on poutine, and so I'm, I'm always happy to have this on the menu. And, mm -hmm. and we do often have that in the food truck, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, under that, we've got the Auckland, which is basically just a, a fancy way of saying poutine Benedict. So poutine with a fried egg, a runny fried egg, some hollandaise, spring onion, and then you can add add protein to that. You can add smoked salmon or the maple bacon. All right, so that could easily be also the the Melbourne. <laughs> I don't the hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> any any hipster type city that is the you know insert town name here. Um, and then of course we've got the Paris, which uh, we've just taken the potatoes out of the oven that have been cooked in the duck fat with uh, a nice selection of French herbs. Um, so that's home fries, which are uh, quartered potatoes that are, are cooked in basically your average roasted potato, mm -hmm. more or less. Um, uh, turned into poutine with the cheese curds and the gravy, and then finished off with a crumbling of uh, really nice blue cheese. Mm. Uh, I'd say give them a like on Facebook, but right now they've got... 666 likes, so maybe not? But definitely point your browser to poutine.nz. That's P-O-U-T-I-N-E dot N-Z. So you can see all their upcoming events, and maybe one of these days buy yourself a sweet poutine machine hat in lumberjack plaid. Alright, thank you for listening to another episode of Make Your Mark. If you have any questions about how to make a piece like this, or any questions about audio production, feel free to reach out. You can send me a voice message right on the Anchor app, which is really cool, or drop me an email to hearmediastudios at gmail.com. Go well. <laughs>